Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yo. Uh. Yo. Uh. Aubrey Edwards, Tony Schiavone. We about to party. We about to party. Unrestricted. Got the house now. We gonna turn it up. It's time for AEW Unrestricted, the official podcast of All Elite Wrestling. Tony Schiavone, Aubrey Edwards, joined by the one and only Tony Khan here on this big week here in Las Vegas. How are you, Tony? I'm doing great, Tony, and it's, I'm very excited because it's biggest weekend and yes. we're celebrating three years of AEW. Just yeah, last night was the three-year anniversary right. of Wild. AEW's beginning, and it was right here in Las right. Vegas. And it's very cool because, you know, we were here for the beginning, yes. and now, you, you know, you came in almost at the beginning, but right. you weren't here in Las Vegas. It's your first time here with AEW. It's exciting. Well, you know, you I was ringside. I was first row. I was front row ringside for that event, if you'll recall. Well, it wasn't the same <laughs> it wasn't as the having same. you work right. the show. <laughs> so exactly. you weren't with us in the right. office, and it was different. So, yes. Yeah. I guess. But, uh, you know, it feels different having you yeah. be part of it and having he- this team here now. The, you know, things have changed so much, and it's... Very exciting because I think we've got one of our best lineups and we're coming off a red hot pay-per-view last time with Revolution. We're coming off some great dynamites, including last night celebrating three years here in Las Vegas. We've got world championship match. Everybody's talking about championship matches across the board and the finals of the Owen Hart tournament. And I think that's something that's really exciting and has been exciting on Dynamite and Rampage. And so we got a great card to talk about, and it's great to see both of you for our tradition of these pay-per-view podcasts that we do together. It's really fun seeing you both. Let's run down the card, and then we'll kind of talk about the matches. Uh, AEW world titles on the line. Hangman Adam Page will defend against CM Punk. We'll also have the AEW women's world title, Thunder Rosa, against the professor herself, uh, Serena Deeb. The AEW world tag team title in a three-way match. And this is coming off a just an incredible three-way singles match we had last night on Dynamite right here at Mandalay Bay. This time it'll be for the world tag team title. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus will defend against the teams of Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland and Ricky Starks and Powerhouse so Hobbs. Swerve in his glory. Right. And Team Taz, of course. Right. Starks and Hobbs, right. one of the all-time best winning percentages in AEW history. Right. Since their debut, have not been stopped. And, you know, it's Swerve in his glory. So a couple great teams. And it was right. a great three-way match it last was. night. It really and was. really, you got a bunch of hot teams and, and six hot wrestlers going into a, a very interesting situation. And also... Very uh, fascinating what's been happening lately with Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. Yes. TBS title will be on the line. Jade Cargill will defend against Anna Jay. We will have the finals in the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament in both the men's and women's division. We already know, based on what happened uh, last night, that Samoa Joe is now in, and he will face Adam Cole in the men's championship. We know Dr. Britt Baker is in the women's championship. We'll have to wait until Rampage on Friday to see who 
who she will face. It will either be Chris Statlander or Ruby Soho. So we know that Young Bucks against the Hardys. Many fans are calling this the dream match that they've always wanted to see. The Young Bucks, Matt and Jeff Hardy. Anarchy in the arena match. Eddie Kingston teams up with Santana and Ortiz and members of the Blackpool Combat Club to take on the Jericho Appreciation Society. Death Triangle will take on House of Black. Finally, Wardlow will get his chance after last night. We know now he will get his chance with MJF in the ring. We're looking forward to seeing that as well. All right, Tony, the first match we're going to talk about is the biggest match we have ever had in AEW, and this is for the AEW world title, the great champion, Hangman Adam Page, against the best in the world, CM Punk. What a collision we have seen over the last few weeks. These two men have used the other's finishing maneuver. I know. Okay, and you're talking about the psychology that goes into professional wrestling with these two. I mean, this has been really mind games. We've had CM Punk at commentary when Hangman faced Takeshita and Hangman used to go to sleep. We have had uh, Hangman Adam Page with us when John Silver took on CM Punk and CM Punk used the buckshot lariat. The so, punk shot lariat. The, the punk, sorry. I, yeah, do Nick. That's what he, he's reminding <laughs> me of that to call it the punk shot lariat. But that's what I'm talking about, trying to get into each other's head. And this is going to be such a sensational matchup because of not only the wrestlers, but because of what has led into this matchup. Well, it's very fitting, you know, to be back here three years later with this huge match and to right. have Hangman Page, who's on the greatest run of big matches, the fighting champion who's been through all, you know, from Brian Danielson as his first challenger after he won the title from Kenny Omega right. and going through this amazing run of matches with Texas Deathmatch with Lance Archer oh and then stealing the show at Revolution in a match where, I think people would have thought after all the amazing stuff that we saw in Revolution, it would be impossible to top what we'd seen. But Hangman Page and Adam Cole in the main event delivered a classic. Yeah. And then their Texas death match in the main event of Rampage in April was again, uh, yet again, another example of Hangman Page raising his standard. We've seen right. it time and time again. And just like you said, we saw it two weeks ago against Takeshita. And it's just gotten more and more intense. These two getting face-to-face. I cannot wait to watch these two lock up on Sunday night at Double or Nothing for the world title. And CM Punk, we talk about the great Ron Hangman's on. CM Punk has really earned this number one contender spot. And I think that's what's so great about this run he's on. And he's really built up to this big match. And now we have a main event. It's like two trains, it feels like, that are going to collide. And Tony, you know, and Aubrey, you have both been involved around countless wrestling matches around the ring. You inside the ring Mm -hmm. and working the match. And you outside the ring commentating. And in the hundreds of matches you've been involved around and in the thousands and thousands of matches that you've been at ringside commentating on, observing, and being a journalist for, I have to say, like, just as a wrestling purist, this is a dream match. It is, 100%. And to have it on the biggest stage, the biggest show, the world title, to have the champion on the biggest run we've ever seen going against a number one contender who came in and worked his way in, didn't try to jump the line, get a title shot, politic, came in, fought young wrestlers, fought veterans, and worked his way to be in a position to get a a title shot on the biggest stage at Double or Nothing on Sunday. It's so huge. And for both of you and and me, all three of us, and I think so many of the AEW fans are wrestling purists. And 
Hangman Page versus CM Punk for the AEW world title in the main event of Double or Nothing, that's a match that wrestling fans all over the world can really get excited about. And it's been building to this for a long time. These two have both been on historic runs on Dynamite on TBS, on Rampage on TNT, and on our pay-per-views for months, going back to last year. So it's, it's fitting here we are where it all started, and the main event is for the world title, Hangman Page versus CM Punk. Absolutely. And Aubrey, we have a women's world title match as well. Yes, and in my opinion, it's a match that could very likely steal the show. Thunder Rosa, women's champion, crowned women's champion after she defeated Britt Baker in the steel cage in uh, Texas at St. Patrick's Day Slam, is now facing the professor, Serena Deeb, who, and both of these women are just absolutely incredible wrestlers. Serena Deeb is just a technical mastermind. Thunder Rosa is just driven and like, oh, she just beats the living hell out of everyone she's in the ring with. But both of these girls also have so much history with each other, both at AEW and elsewhere. And just seeing them come together in such a big match on a big stage is so exciting. Yep. I'm really thrilled to have a great champion like Thunder Rosa, who won the title in such a great fashion at the St. Patrick's Day Slam against her big rival, Britt Baker. And really, it was very fitting a year later after their amazing match at the original St. Patrick's Day Slam to come back to Thunder Rosa's home state of Texas and for her to win the title there. We saw her go on to defend the title there against Nyla Rose, a former world champion herself, at the Battle of the Belts. And now here at Double or Nothing, I think she's fighting the toughest test she's had. And really, to me, one of the hottest wrestlers, not just in all of AEW, but certainly in all of pro wrestling around the world. Internationally, Serena Deeb, I think, has earned the respect of wrestling fans. Really, the professor, uh, she was doing those professor five-minute challenges (laughs) and, uh, you know, very braggadocious. But we've seen she's been dominant in all of 2022. She is undefeated. And, you know, frankly, she's taken down some of the top women in all of AEW, including former world champion Hikaru Shida. And I think she's really earned this position here, getting a title shot at the biggest stage here in Las Vegas, the fight capital of the world. And, you know, from what Serena said, uh, Thunder Rosa has had advantages winning the title in her home state, defending the title in her home state, here in the fight capital of the world. You know, the professor stepping up to the biggest stage, and she has been... Uh, one of our best performers in the big matches. She wrestles with an abundance of confidence. There's no question about that. Absolutely. Serena Deeb thinks she's going to win every match she's in. I, I, I've often said great champions do that, uh, and everybody has to believe they're the best when they step in the ring, but you can see it the way she approaches what she does, that she has an abundance of confidence that she is going to need coming up against Thunder Rosa. AEW World Tag Team title is on the line coming up at Double or Nothing. That is this Sunday on the pay-per-view. This will be a three-way match as the champions Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy will defend against the team of Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee and the Team Taz team of Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Now, we had a great three-way singles match just last night that we had on Dynamite here at Mandalay Bay. This time it's a tag team title match. What always interests me about these matches is that the champions can lose the title without even being in the ring. And that what makes it such a, a dynamic match, I think. Absolutely, and it makes it that much more interesting when you have these teams. I think a mix of great wrestling, great grapplers, great high-flying, and also 
on each of the three teams, you have a legitimate big man yes. who can go in the ring. And any of these three men, Luchasaurus, one half of the World Tag Team Champions, Keith Lee, and of course, Powerhouse Hobbs, any of them can go in and dominate the ring, dominate the action. So anything could happen in this match. And we saw even before the rivalry between Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks going against Swerving's glory, Swerve Strickland mm -hmm. and Keith Lee, mm -hmm. they had built a really strong rivalry between those four men. And now we've seen all four men rising to the top of AEW, and they've earned both teams this shot at the championship. And sure. I think it could be one of the best matches on the show, and it's very exciting what could happen in this match. And under the mentorship of Christian Cage, we've seen Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus have had a great reign as champions. They've had a lot of great matches, including another great three-way match that was talk about show stealers, another one of the amazing matches at our last pay-per-view, Revolution in Orlando, mm -hmm. that you know people will really remember, I think, from this great title reign that they've had. Right. But I, I do think going into this match, like you said, it's, it's a huge disadvantage, and it shows what great fighting champions Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are to go against these odds against two great teams, especially with the rivalry and how much is going to be happening between those two great teams who just hate each other to begin with before this match. And, and you even bring the championships and all that intensity into a very intense situation. It's, it's going to be very interesting. And certainly Christian Cage has been a great mentor to Jungle Boy from the beginning of really since Double or Nothing last year, going back to the Casino yeah. Battle Royale yes. at Double or Nothing last year. We saw, of course, Christian Cage and Jungle Boy, the final two out there. And when Jungle Boy picked up the win at that time, before he was a champion with Luchasaurus, it was probably, I would say, it was definitely the biggest win of Jungle Boy's career at Double or Nothing last year. And now, coming full circle, I think, uh, that mentorship, it's interesting to see where it's at. And Christian Cage and Jungle Boy, are they going to be 100% on the same page going into this pay-per-view? We also have a uh, TBS title matchup, uh, Aubrey, and this is going to be a great one. One of the more dominant wrestlers we've ever seen in AEW. Jade is is unstoppable. It it seemingly she's just taking on every single challenger that comes her way and coming out seemingly stronger on the other side. Her and Anna J have locked up before. They were previously on the main event of an episode of Rampage in an excellent, excellent match. So. This is this is going to be interesting because we've seen this before and both of them have had a chance to wrestle each other. They have some experience and I'm kind of curious to see what we're going to see this time around, but you know, it it honestly has has Jade finally maybe met her match. Yeah, I think that it's possible because certainly of all the opponents we've seen Jade face, I think Anna Jay was her toughest test in Absolutely. that great main event of Rampage. I thought it was the best Jade championship match so far. Hands down. And it was definitely a great showing and really both women showed so much in the match. And now when Anna Jay came out to the defense of Chris Statlander after that really uh, – Crazy situation after a great match last week on Rampage. Great match in the quarterfinals of Fantastic. the Owen Tournament. Fantastic match with Red Velvet versus Chris Statlander. Unfortunately, uh, Chris Statlander you know, was uh, the recipient of a post-match sore loser type situation. And uh, you know, we saw uh, after a great competitive match between two women who had been close friends for a mm -hmm. long time, uh, Red Velvet, it was a really great match, but... I think instead of accepting the sportsmanship and the honor out there, she chose with the baddies 
with yes. Jade Cargill and Kira Hogan to try and make an example of Chris Statlander and this new attitude of Red Velvet. Right. And, you know, what we saw actually was Anna Jay coming out and making a save, which was pretty cool. We saw Ruby Soho also come down from the commentary desk. Now, Anna Jay, of course, uh, is going to be in this big match. We do have another match uh, coming up on Rampage in the Owen Hart quarterfinals with right. Statlander and, uh, and Ruby that we'll right. get to. That's tomorrow night ahead of the Owen Hart finals. And Anna Jay coming down there, that situation with uh, Jade, you know, it just sparked something. I think uh, Jade had had an open challenge out there for somebody to come after the title. Anna Jay's been her best opponent. And what are the best chances to have a great match on this pay-per-view? Yeah. It would probably be Anna. So when Jade came in and said, I demand a match with right. her after she came out swinging a crutch at her, and really, to be honest, uh, Anna had a chance to take Jade out and showed, to me, oh, the to me, what is the same thing we just talked about that Red Velvet did not, like a, a sense of honor and sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and now the question is, I think going into the match, first of all, the baddies, Mark Sterling, what's going to happen? We've seen Jade's got a bag of tricks out there, but really at the end of the day, what Anna Jay was able to do against Mark Sterling, she was first of all able to get the Dark Order involved. Yes. Her friends neutralized Mark Sterling, and then she got Jade, I thought, into a really exciting uh, wrestling match, and to me, what was really strong about it was, you know, Jade's not that experienced, but frankly, neither is Anna Jay. Correct. And Anna Jay is not always going to be the veteran in a match, but in this case, she had a little bit more experience than Jade, so she was able to use Jade's momentum against her at times and really uh, get Jade effectively on the run, which we haven't seen many people do, but Anna Jay was able to do it again, sometimes using Jade's own momentum against her, and Anna Jay wrestled like a veteran, so she she's did. clearly been you know, coached up very well, and I think uh, you know, we've seen her continue to get better and better. So I'm really excited for this match, which, you know, again, they had one of Jade's best matches. Hopefully they'll have another great match at this pay-per-view, and you know, Anna Jay has everything it takes, I think, to be a great TBS champion, and Jade has been certainly a dominant, undefeated TBS champion so far. So it has, again, the makings of a great championship match, which has been the theme so far of all the matches right. we've talked about, top right. to bottom. Top to bottom, absolutely. Uh, three, uh, actually four title matches we talked about, and we also will crown at double or nothing a champion in the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament in the men's and women's side and have a big dream match. We'll talk about all of that when we continue on AEW Unrestricted. AEW Unrestricted, we are the official podcast of All Elite Wrestling, continues here from Fight City, Las Vegas, Nevada, and we are heading to Double or Nothing. It's our, well, it's our fourth Double or Nothing. Oh my crazy. God. Crazy After three four. years, Double or Nothing, four. Yeah. And uh, the biggest card, the biggest event yet. Right. They've all gotten bigger, and now uh, the biggest main event we've ever had. We right. talked about all the great championship matches on the right. card. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more exciting stuff after the great championship so matches. I thought what would be really fun and exciting to talk about is the Owen Hart tournament, which for many reasons is important to us. And Tony, of course, you had the opportunity many years ago to work with the sure late did. great Owen Hart. Sure did. And I, I'm really excited about what we're doing here. And I know you have some thoughts on it. I, I sure do. I, I just think, and I got to meet Martha. Uh, actually, I had met Martha years and years ago, but I I, I, I talked to her, and and uh, Dr. Martha Hart was wonderful to be around. When She's we so were, sweet. She's and her family when 
when we were at, uh, at the UBS Arena in Long Island when it first, you know, when the tournament kicked off. But we have in the men's finals now Samoa Joe and Adam Cole. Oh, boy. Can you think of a bigger <laughs> contrast in styles? <laughs> I mean, we're talking about literally two of the most successful wrestlers uh, over the last five, six, seven years. What a dream match. Yeah, and coming right. in, when you, when you looked at the bracket, there were so many possibilities, great matches, and we've had great matches in the card. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen had a classic oh, oh match. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> you know, and Kyle O'Reilly and Phoenix had a great match, oh and, so, and yeah. so many great matches in the men's tournament and the women's tournament, which yeah. we'll talk about in a moment. And now to have this final, Adam Cole and Samoa Joe, I yeah. mean, and both of them have been through the ringer. And we saw Samoa Joe last night go through a very difficult match. Samoa Joe already rocking that arm injury, and he mm -hmm. fought through against one of the toughest grapplers. Again, Kyle O'Reilly had uh, been through so much to get to this point in the tournament. And, man, uh, Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole is just a dream match for me as a fan and I think for so many fans. And it's amazing because this is the first time in their amazing careers, this is the very first time Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole ever. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's something to ponder, isn't it? It's kind of amazing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, two of the greats. And for the first time ever, you're going to get Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole one-on-one. -on -one. And for both the men's tournament and the women's tournament, we've had all these great matches on Dynamite and Rampage on the run-up. And, you know, with Martha asking for that date, it was very convenient with her schedule because Dr. Martha Hart is, of course, a, a teacher. Sure. Mm -hmm. And as a lecturer and a professor, it was good timing for her with the school ending for her to come to Long Island at, be at UBS Arena for that amazing show, AEW in New York, with the inaugural matches of the Owen Hart Tournament after we'd already had some great qualifying matches Fantastic. for weeks and weeks. So, so much of the TV has been Owen Hart qualifying and Owen Hart Tournament matches. It's been a very different build. I've really loved it, and it's been, I think it's made the go-home show that we just had for Dynamite and the go-home Rampage, which we'll talk about, especially coming up in the next match with how it pertains to what we're going to see at the pay-per-view and the big final in the women's tournament, having these exciting matches on Dynamite and Rampage in the go-home week and all these weeks, it's different not knowing the pay-per-view card exactly and having things happen, but it's made this tournament style similar to what you'd see in, say, March Madness, these sudden death matches, this bracket. You know, we've got some real May mania here, yeah. and it's really exciting <laughs> what we've got going around the Owen Hart Cup around double or nothing, and we have an amazing dream match in the final. It's all culminating on the men's side with Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. We know now two of the best wrestlers in the world, one-on-one -on -one for the first time ever in the inaugural Owen Hart tournament final, right. really prestigious match for both men and, and a historic setting. And, of course, all along we were wondering what this match was going to be, and now we know after last night that great match with Samoa Joe versus Kyle O'Reilly. Of course, Adam Cole had clinched it with wins over Dax Harwood, Jeff Hardy, and now with this final, yeah. really, to have Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole be the final, I think it's a, it really a testament to what we tried to do with a great field for the Owen Hart Tournament, all the great matches that led us to this amazing final in the men's tournament, Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. I really think Adam Cole thought he was going to fight Kyle O'Reilly because listening to him talk the week before. Yep. Yes. Because uh, they were very confident that members of the Undisputed Elite would be in the finals. And uh, I, I don't know if it uh, made him overconfident or not. I think he's really surprised he's got to face Samoa Joe. And I think he has to prepare for a much different match he would have 
they had prepared for against Kyle. Kyle wrestled a very intelligent match against yeah. Samoa he Joe. He does. tried to yeah. work that injured arm sure. that, uh, you know, we saw Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal following what was a great match a few weeks ago with Samoa Joe versus Johnny Elite, who arrived in AEW with great performance in, uh, as the Joker against mm -hmm. Samoa Joe, who had to wrestle a wildcard opponent and showed again why Samoa Joe is such an elite, versatile wrestler, and he continued his undefeated run here in AEW with what was an awesome main event last night, part of a big double main event of Owen Hart tournament semifinals we had. So we know now Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole for the first time ever, Owen Hart final. It's, it's all built to this. It was worth the wait, and I think, like I said, it was a little different build. People said going to the pay-per-view, we don't know all the matches, but I think having something like this, knowing, of course, the big matches we spoke about earlier, big championship matches that have been building for weeks, of course, women's world title, Serena Deeb versus Thunder Rosa. What a big match that's going to be, a big oh, yeah. wrestling match. But also for the world title, Hangman Page versus CM Punk in the main event. I just can't wait to see Hangman and Punk lock up. But now we know also for the first time ever, Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. Right. What a huge match to find out after last night. What a huge card it's going to be. That's a big deal. And, Aubrey, we are going to crown a women's Owen champion in the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, and we do not know who Dr. Britt Baker will face as of yet. That's true. Last night on Dynamite, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defeated Tony Storm to lock in her spot in the women's Owen Hart Cup tournament final. She will face the winner of Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander tomorrow night on Rampage. Yeah, it's a huge match. Huge. And Statlander and Ruby Soho have been two of the top contenders. Both of them have a lot of history with Britt Baker. At our biggest pay-per-view event all time, Dr. Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander at All Out last year. Mm -hmm. And then we also saw at our biggest TV show of all time, Dr. Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. In the main they, event? In the main event of that show and at Grand Slam. That's right. And so we've seen these are two of Britt's toughest opponents. But how far have they both come since then? Chris Statlander has had a complete transformation, not just her presentation, but also her style of wrestling. She's more direct. Uh, we've seen, really, she's come back with a new attitude, and she showed that, beating a really good friend of hers, Red Velvet, and showing a more aggressive side, much to the chagrin of Red Velvet and the baddies. And we saw Ruby Soho come down from commentary, get involved, because Ruby Soho's got a lot of honor. She's a great fighter. She's also a student of the game of wrestling, as we heard on commentary, That's and right. as we've seen, not just from us backstage, but I think, any, and really anybody who knows Ruby Soho well knows, she's a student of the game, and we've seen her reinvent herself since she came into AEW. That was a big setback for her against Dr. Britt Baker. The one time these two had a great match already, the TBS Championship Tournament, we saw Ruby Soho win that match, but Chris Statlander's come so far since then. So far. She reinvented, and again, uh, we'll see what Ruby Soho was able to take away. She's a student, I'm sure. In that win, she learned a lot, but Chris Statlander coming back from that match, I think, uh, is a different wrestler than she was at that point late last year in the TBS Championship Tournament when Ruby Soho and Chris had that great match. And again... Both of these women want this match. Both of these women want to be on this stage. Both of these women, Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander, both want to be in the ring with Dr. Britt Baker. So I think Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho on Rampage, one of the biggest matches we've had on TV. And again, it's very exciting to have 
down to the final week, down to these go-home shows on Dynamite and Rampage to have matches that will impact the card. It makes the TV more exciting. Sure. But we're also going to end up with big matches. On the men's side, we you know talked about, we know it's Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. That's a marquee match for the first time ever. And on the other side, we know we're going to get a huge rematch. It's either going to be Chris Statlander versus Dr. Britt Baker in a rematch of All Out, the great mm-hmm. championship match on our biggest pay-per-view box office we ever did, or it's going to be a rematch of the main event of the biggest TV box office we've ever done and the best TV show, arguably, we ever did, Dr. Brett Baker versus Ruby Soho. And it's a rematch of another great match, Statlander versus Soho, in the TBS Championship Tournament. And and with the journey we've seen both women take, the great matches they've had to earn these positions in the tournament and both get this spot in the semifinals, a big stage, the spotlight going into the pay-per-view, I think both Statlander and Ruby Soho deserve to be in the final wrestling Britt Baker and they both want to be there and I think it's going to be a great match on Rampage and I'm really excited to see either match and Dr. Britt Baker what a huge huge match for her and what a great match Britt wrestled last night on Dynamite against Tony Storm who's coming to AEW and I think was a favorite coming into this tournament and we've seen she's taken on the best and as, as you know she had some time off from wrestling and and got back in a bit of a groove and I think as she continues uh finding her way here in AEW Tony Storm could certainly be not only a contender in this tournament in next year every year but also for any championship in AEW and Hands I think down. that's the biggest win Brits had in a really long no time no, and no got question. you know to beat Tony Storm man what a win and I think it puts Brit in a great position to be able to scout because she's another student of the game to be able to scout a big match with Statlander and Ruby two people she's faced but again two women Statlander and Soho have come so far since last year when they wrestled Brit in those huge matches yeah it was a big win for Brit because Tony is phenomenal she mm-hmm. really, really is. She's coming to AEW, and we've got a lot of big free agents that have come in, and yeah. she, I think she's one of the best. And I agree. I, she's got 100%. a great future here, Tony Storm, and and she did great in the tournament. And now I think that's the kind of matches we've had all through the tournament, the, the qualifiers even before the tournament, and then of course starting the tournament in New York with Martha Hart, Doctor Martha Hart, and the Hart family in attendance with Oge Hart and Athena Hart representing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the late great Owen Hart, and it was just—it means a lot to have such great matches, even before they came in the qualifiers, but especially to have a, a great show that they were at and and great matches since last night was awesome. And now we know uh, on the men's tournament we've got Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. We know on the men and the men's tournament that's a first time ever match, like I said, and it's pretty cool to know we're also going to have a rematch of one of our biggest women's matches ever. Either way. Going into Rampage, is it going to be Dr. Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander? Or is it going to be Dr. Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho? We will find out when it's Statlander versus Soho on Rampage. And it's coming up on Friday. And that event, by the way, is going to be live on TNT. Uh, also, we just saw recently here in AEW, the Hardys get back together. Yep. Yes. Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy are back together again. The fans have welcomed them back with open arms. Everybody, as soon as they arrived, I'm thinking, yeah, but I want to see them against the Young Bucks, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And now we've got that match coming up Sunday. Yep. Dream match? Dream match. Right. Yeah, for the first time ever right. in AEW, these right. teams know each other very well. Right. I mean, they've both been around the wrestling business for years, but this is the first time on the national and really worldwide stage we've ever seen this match. And, yeah, talk about a dream match. Right. The Young Bucks versus the Hardys. The Young Bucks, who I think have been – 
I would say the greatest tag team in AEW's three-year history. Absolutely. And great champions all over the world versus the Hardys, who arguably the greatest tag team of all time. Right. Matt and Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Great match. Very similar, too, in, in their styles when you think about the teams. That's what makes it great. So It'll be tremendous. And I think, again, talking about uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy, they've got more experience teaming together than probably any team. But in recent years, they've been apart. We've seen Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy on opposite sides of the wrestling war. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. You know, frankly, you know, I remember we were in the pandemic, and I watch, as you know, I watch a lot of wrestling. So I was following a lot of Jeff Hardy's matches when he wasn't here, and he was wrestling in big main event matches on other TV shows. So they've both been in big matches, but they haven't been wrestling as many matches together until very recently in the recent months when Jeff arrived in AEW, saved his brother, and reformed. The, the team of Matt and Jeff Hardy, and they've looked great in all the mm-hmm. matches so far, but one thing they, they haven't necessarily gotten is all the polish and all the reps of the Young Bucks who've almost exclusively teamed. We've seen Matt and Nick wrestle occasionally singles matches, but probably over 90 95% of the matches they do team together, yeah. the Young Bucks, whereas Matt and Jeff have wrestled separately and is, and right. both great single stars and That's we've seen right. them both wrestle for singles titles they've both been singles champions right. and whereas the the young bucks great world tag team champions former IWGP tag team champions in New Japan former Ring of Honor world tag team champions of course and uh the long reigning former great AEW world tag team champions we talked about all out how that was a huge event for us and what a match it was they had a great reign as champions mm-hmm. to be honest it was Marred. It was a great rain. They won the titles at Full Gear 2021 in an amazing match against FTR. That's right. And then we mm-hmm. saw them change their attitude as they really spent more time with the, what was, you know, a new Kenny Omega. And we, we saw very different Young Bucks. And, and maybe they got a, a comeuppance at All Out. But I would say since then, the Young Bucks, we've seen uh, one of the best tag teams certainly in the world still and wrestling at a very high level at our last pay-per-view revolution the young bucks looked like probably two of the sharpest wrestlers on the card and when we were doing revolution jeff hardy wasn't even in aew yet and the young bucks have have all these pay-per-views they've been in every pay-per-view in aew history and this is the first time we've seen the hardys together here so again the young bucks uh have a lot of things going for them in terms of recent polish but no team in the history of pro wrestling probably has teamed together in more promotions around the world than the Hardys. And, you know, we've seen that they, they can improvise. I mean, they're improvisational mm-hmm. wrestlers. So I think it's interesting because they have similar styles. They're brother tag teams. They represent two of the great tag teams across really two generations meeting here, That's butting right. heads. And again, like we talked about earlier, uh, coming together. But in this case, it's not a matchup where it's two people coming together for the first time. These, they know each other very well, but it's the first time they've met under these circumstances on the biggest stage. And I think to have veterans of pro wrestling like the Young Bucks, like the Hardys, you're going to get a great wrestling match. But the question is, I think, whose experience is going to be more valuable. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm thinking that you at, at putting these matches together, this had to be easy for you to put this match together because you know everybody wanted to see this. Mm-hmm. It's a tremendous yeah, match. Right. And certainly yeah. in AEW, I think so these teams had wrestled in Ring of Honor and yep. they'd wrestled on some other shows, not necessarily the biggest platform, you know, being on independent shows. And here we are being on TNT, TBS every week and now doing the pay-per-view the entire wrestling world's talking about. It's different. And, you know, when Young Bucks and 
Hardys were in Ring of Honor. That was something that really moved business. That was a hot period for Ring of Honor. Yeah. It would be unthinkable, I think, that AEW would even exist or, or you know, what would happen that I would end up buying Ring of Honor and the wrestling world would <laughs> be so different now than it was then. But it, so much has changed. And in that time, the Young Bucks have been together that entire time. Teaming, again, probably 97%, right. 98% of the matches they've had since then have been either as a team or, or a trio maybe with mm -hmm. Adam Cole or with Kenny Omega. So right. many matches. And, you know, the, Matt and Jeff Hardy went their separate ways for a long time, but they've looked great together. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see, again, whose experience is more valuable in this big match. Top to bottom, it's our best card ever, and it's coming up on Sunday. It is double or nothing from right here in Las Vegas. But that's not all that's on the card. We are going to talk about the other match, including finally Wardlow gets his shot at MJF and who is going to win the Anarchy in the Arena match. When we continue here on Double or Nothing, the preview on AEW Unrestricted. Continue on AEW Unrestricted. Tony Schiavone, Aubrey Edwards, and of course, Tony Khan is with us as we're talking about Double or Nothing. We talked earlier that Double or Nothing began three years ago here in the city of Las Vegas. We were going to come back, but the pandemic hit, of course. And for the last two years, Double or Nothing has been at Daly's Place. Yes. And we have had Stadium Stampede yes. at Daly's Place the last two years. Well, here we're back in Las Vegas. Back with the live fans. Yes. The arena, yeah, right. packed arena, right. our biggest gate of all right. time. Chris Jericho comes out, and you know he wants to talk about a stadium stampede again. He gets <laughs> cut off by John Moxley. <laughs> it's going to be anarchy in the arena. Yep. How about that? And it's still going to be wild, but you know, last year we saw stadium stampede came back. It did end up with the live fans, and I think we That's saw right. something of what could become just a wild scene, an absolute tornado of madness and when we've seen these men collide it's been crazy and you know this goes back a while obviously to our original pay-per-view we were here three years ago it's come truly full circle to be back here with John Moxley on opposite side of the ring from Chris Jericho exactly. who he dropped to end right. our first ever pay-per-view right. and who he ended up beating in the first ever world title change in the history of this company right. two of the great champions we've you know had here we've had a a great world title lineage and there's been very few champions and they've been great champions. And I think the first two champions were certainly Chris Jericho and John Moxley. They represented the title very well. And I thought that not only is it very fitting for that to be a rivalry here, but also to see Eddie Kingston and Jericho, which has been going on continuously, not going mm -hmm. back to the beginning of AEW. On the other hand, this rivalry has been going on months, and it goes back to before our last pay-per-view, Revolution, which was the biggest win of Eddie Kingston's career. Hands down. At Revolution beating Chris Jericho. By far the biggest win of Eddie Kingston's career to beat Jericho on pay-per-view. And to me, what made it even more exciting and even bigger win for Eddie Kingston is that that was one of the best matches Chris Jericho has wrestled in years. 100%. And he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and Chris brought it. That Chris was was on fire, and Eddie beat Chris probably at his best, which says Eddie could probably beat anybody in the world. If you can beat Chris Jericho on his, one of his best days, you know, and then since then, what's crazy is Chris looked so good at Revolution. He keeps looking better and better. Every I don't know how he back. does it, but yeah. he is just looking he's, great. He's a master of reinvention, and in this case, the best kind of reinvention. Because <laughs> Seriously. Like Chris Jericho, even three years ago, he didn't look as physically dominating, as, as fit, and as young, and 
aggressive as yeah. he is right now. Right. And the Chris Jericho leading this group of men, the Jericho Appreciation Society, which right. says it all, yeah. I think with Daniel Garcia, of course, Jake Hager, who's mm-hmm. been with Chris a long time in the wow. inner circle. Those, those two, I mean, those are two real bruisers and mm-hmm. in very different ways, but two great grapplers, Daniel Garcia, Jake Hager. And then just a couple thugs in the former 2.0 in right. Matt Menard and Cool Hand Ange Parker and you know Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange Daddy I mean Magic. talk about it he's reinvented them and and they are just really a, a great tag team and they're great veterans of tag team wrestling and frankly a couple thugs and they're perfect for what Jericho's looking for here and to have them in the ring against what a combination again for Eddie Kingston to call in his best friend in the world to call in John Moxley to have John Moxley step in and step in to help his best friend and bring with him the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. One of the most exciting things happening in all of pro wrestling right Ryan now. Ryan Danielson, brother. Yeah. Have Ryan Danielson, since he's come here, right. what a run he's what, on what and run. Yeah. what he's done for us. Yeah. And that Brian Danielson and, and your old friend, Lord mm-hmm. Regal here. Yes. <laughs> and what yeah. he's added uh, in terms of leadership backstage and especially to this Blackpool Combat Club helping in with Eddie Kingston and two men who know the inner circle in Jericho you know very oh, well yeah. the, oh, the yeah. former close friends of Jericho Ortiz and what Chris deemed the underboss of the inner circle formerly Santana right. these two men whereas Ortiz <laughs> I think uh was really you know friends with Chris and Santana was always in that tag team more of the business guy and I think the inner circle was a, was a tight group. But you saw at the end right. the loyalty, what's become of them. Chris stuck with Jake Hager. He brought in this whole new group of people. And we've never seen a better Jericho. We've never seen Chris on a run like he's been on since the Jericho Appreciation Society. And now it's pretty cool because one of the best pay-per-view matches we've seen was Jericho versus Kingston. It was a huge milestone for both guys. Mm-hmm. Well, now look where we're at. They're on opposite sides again, and the stakes have never been higher for either guy, I think, in terms of what are they going to be going forward? What does this mean? I think right now when you see Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, uh, and, of course, Brian Danielson on one side with Santana Ortiz, two men who know Chris Jericho very well. You see Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society. That's some of the most exciting stuff we have on AEW TV right now. Mm-hmm. That's to a lot of fans. That's what, what keeps them going because they're so excited about what's happening with John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Lord Regal, and them coming to help Eddie Kingston. What a wild scene it was last week after Rampage, less than a week ago. We had uh, Brian Danielson and, and John Moxley get involved in a scrap with Jericho on the commentary desk. Of course, you were backstage. You'd been doing interviews. Right. What a crazy scene that was. And Brian Danielson's uh, foot and leg getting stuck in between the oh ring and the ramp. And I, that, that was a scary situation. That was scary. That was absolutely scary. That yeah. was. Uh, I was. And Jake Hager, what a what a you know unsportsmanlike move uh, to come in and and while somebody's literally trapped and we're trying to help move the ring to get his leg out. It's a dangerous situation, and this is why we don't want these wild brawls after the bell rings. And, you know, Jake Hager's stomping on his leg (sighs) while it's in there. And, you know, again, it shows that uh, Jericho's really instilled, I think, you know, a merciless element in the Jericho Appreciation Society. And also uh, it shows what, uh, what a unit the Blackpool Combat Club is. You know, Mox and Regal, and with the help of the backstage staff, they were able to pull the ring out and actually physically move the entire <laughs> damn ring yeah. to get Brian's leg out. And you'll notice who didn't lend a hand and didn't help out. Yes. 
Chris Jericho. You know who else didn't help out? Who else? Eddie Kingston. Oh. Oh. And you know I, that'll be interesting to see. You know what? You are right. <laughs> oh, damn. The Jericho Appreciation Society, they're totally on the same page. Yeah. And, you know, that group, it's interesting because Brian and Eddie don't particularly like each yeah, other. But I mean, no. Wow, it's his teammate coming up on Sunday. Do you remember when Brian and Eddie wrestled in the Eliminator Tournament yeah, going right. for a title shot? We right. saw was, uh, last year on the run-up to full gear in late 21, Brian Danielson had some choice comments for Eddie Kingston, and they had what, in my opinion, was – one of our best TV matches, one of the best matches we've ever had on AEW Rampage in that tournament, Kingston versus Danielson. Yeah. And, it, you know, interesting to see them on the same team now. Certainly when they were speaking to each other, I never thought I'd see them on the same side. Yeah. It's fascinating. What is going to happen? Where will this take us in the arena? It just remains to be seen, but it's coming up on Sunday. Anarchy in the arena match. Uh, and one thing about it is for the Jericho Appreciation Society, it's always been the numbers game. Well, it's the numbers are evened up here. At least we think. All right. Aubrey. Next who wants up. wants to see MJF get beat up more than I do? Oh, uh, probably me. Okay. Probably very much me. Probably most AEW fans are very, very excited to see this match. Like Wardlow has finally had his opportunity. It's him. It's Max. They're in the ring. He had an amazing match with Spears in the cage uh, last night on Dynamite. He's earned this shot. And this has been something we've seen played out even since from last Last match, Evolution, we had CM Punk and MJF in the dog collar match. We saw Wardlow leave the ring for CM Punk, formally turning on his his boss, his manager, MJF. He's been trying to get out of this contract, and it's all come down to this this Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, with Wardlow having been under the control of MJF for so long, wow. this match has very unique stakes. Oh, yes. And, and I think all of us in some way, really have felt for Wardlow, all the stuff we've seen oh, him go yeah. through. Yeah, and, and he's really persevered, fought through it, yeah. and proven what a, what a great man he is, what a great wrestler he is. And it's a very personal conflict mm-hmm. between Wardlow and MJF on Sunday at Double or Nothing. And if we think that, and I know Wardlow is really anxious for this match to take place, but if we think that MJF is going to go in there without a plan, oh. we are fooling ourselves. We are. Okay? Because he's got a plan. I mean, he look. He he thought these road these uh, roadblocks would prevent this match from ever happening. He knows it's happening now. He's had just a couple of days to think about it, but he's ha- he has a plan, and it just remains to be seen exactly what's going to happen between these two. But it's something I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to him getting his ass stomped. He's a master of psychology, MJF. Yeah, of and mm-hmm. Everything he's put Wardlow through, I think, in many ways has made the fans love Wardlow even more. He took away the music. The fans just chant Wardlow out to the ring. It's amazing. And I think the more MJF has tried to really deprive Wardlow, the more the people have rallied around him. And that's been really something great to see is the people supporting Wardlow through the terrible treatment he's gotten. We've all seen it for years. We've seen it. And uh, now on Sunday, I think we finally get a chance to see some – measure of uh, what's going to happen in the story of Wardlow and MJF and Wardlow's quest to get out of what was, frankly, one of the worst contracts anybody signed (laughs) and has held him, you know, it's gotten him great opportunities. He's been in a spotlight, and I think that's MJF's argument that Wardlow got into the spotlight because of the opportunities, because of, you know, attaching himself, as yeah. MJF would say. But right. MJF, really, I think we all know what kind of person he is. Yeah. yeah. And we all know how he used Wardlow. We saw it for years for his own gain. 
and had no interest in Wardlow, Wardlow's career, what Wardlow wanted. And now, you know, again, on wrestling pay-per-views, we, we talked earlier about some great championship matches. Some of them have very personal rivalries. Some of them are great wrestling rivalries where you want to see these people lock up. Some first-time matches, some long-time rivalries. This is very unique. Uh, for the first time ever, a very different circumstance, MJF versus Wardlow. Right. I'm going to be very excited about calling this match. <laughs> just to be honest with you. I'm just going to be very excited about it. Me too. That. And another match has been brewing for quite a while. will take place in a trios match coming up a double or nothing as Death Triangle will take on House of Black. And, Tony, this has been brewing for quite a while. It's been a long time coming. We've got so many intense rivalries on this match. Of course, you've been in the ring and up close near it. You've broadcasted these matches. Yeah. We've seen members of the House of Black and members of the Death Triangle clashing for a long time. Finally, to have these two great trios, it's been building to this. Ray Phoenix has come back healthy, yes. looking tremendous. We've seen the Death Triangle firing on all cylinders, Pack and Penta as strong as ever. And to have these trios, you know, at our last pay-per-view revolution, it was an amazing match on the buy-in. It was a, it was a tremendous match, pay-per-view quality that everybody got for free on the buy-in at, going into revolution when the House of Black wrestled. Two-thirds of the deck triangle, Pack and Penta. We had Phoenix out with that horrible injury. Right. And Eric Redbeard came in, wrestled a tremendous match. But we saw the House of Black come out on top against a trio wrestling and you know, for the first time together in a right. new situation against one of the most formidable trios in the sport. Mm-hmm. And now you've got these two trios, two of the top trios in the sport, going three-on-three three in the biggest stage. They hate each other. And we've been waiting to see the three-on-three three situation finally, this big trios match with the Death Triangle versus the House of Black. Yeah. It's amazing how the Malachi Black, the hold he has on, on, on Buddy and, and, and Brody, Brody King. It's just like, it's mysterious. He's unlike anyone I've ever seen in wrestling. He's got a hold on a lot of the fans. He really, yeah. no, you're a, right. He's yeah. a big star, and I think a lot of people very interested in him when he came into AEW at a huge following. And since he's continued, for fans always talk about wanting the House of Black, wanting to see them, which is crazy because they're very dark, uh, they don't seem like the kind of people fans would support, but the, uh, you know, there's there's people out there that that find it really engaging. On the other hand, one of the most popular trios we've ever had in AEW, uh, the mainstream, is the Death Triangle. That's right. And they have support all over the world, you know, here in America, but also with Pac in England, one of the great wrestlers out of the UK, and the Lucha Brothers, two of the best wrestlers to come out of Mexico. Ray Phoenix and Penta. Mm-hmm. So to have, you know, uh, two great trios, two great international trios also, mm-hmm. I think fans around the world are going to want to see this match. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's a long time coming, and, and I'm just glad we've got everybody healthy going into the match, but we don't know if everyone's going to be healthy in a one-piece coming out of it because this is going to be a knockdown, drag-out fight, House of Black versus the Death Triangle at Double or Nothing. Oh, my God. The big event is Double or Nothing coming up this Sunday, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. And don't forget, the buy-in starts at 7 o'clock, 6 Central, and 4 Pacific. And Tony, you say that coming up, you may announce uh, coming up Friday on Rampage some more matches for this event. We'll see. I think I'm really excited about what we have on card already. I think it's one of our best lineups we've ever had on pay-per-view. The biggest matches, I think, on top in the history of the company. And... We've got a very unique situation because we're on the West Coast. You know, last time we were on the East Coast, we started the buy-in, and we did three matches on the buy-in, right. and we did a, basically a whole hour of great wrestling matches. Right. And now we've just got one match here on the buy-in. Okay. So I think I'm going to do 
is stick with one match in the buy-in and get to the wrestling a little bit later because we're here on the West Coast with an early start time for the buy-in. You know, we really the buy-in is going to start at four Pacific and seven Eastern. But I think as far as the wrestling, we'll get to that a little bit later. Pace ourselves for the action. It's a huge weekend in sports, Mm -hmm. and it's funny because I was actually here in Vegas for a big title fight before I was here for this great event headlined by the main event. Hangman Page, a world champion, defending against the number one contender, CM Punk. I was here 10 years ago, almost exactly, for the Manny Pacquiao versus Timothy Bradley world title fight at the MGM Grand. 2012, right. 2012, 10 years ago that summer. And it's pretty amazing because in 2012, in the NBA Conference Finals, you had the Heat and the Celtics went to a Game 7. Here we are. Ten years later, and there is some possibility that we could see the Heat and the Celtics at this point still, we don't know, could right. go to a Game 7. Sure. If it were to go to a Game 7, we have a contingency plan because, first of all, the, the, you know, the, we'll get started with the live pay-per-view broadcast probably just before that game would tip off. But I don't care if it goes long, even if it went to overtime. I'm, I'm planning ahead. I thought about this ahead long before I had any idea it would be the Heat and the Celtics, which is pretty amazing ten years later. But right. having been... In Vegas at that fight, remembering the long delay because they didn't want to put the world title main event in the ring for Pacquiao versus Bradley until that game was over and really getting that settled. It, it was a long delay. We're going to have great action up the way. This is going to be an awesome show. There's so much in store, and it's going to be a great night. And just like with UFC or the biggest boxing matches, you're going to get this big prize fight, and I promise Hangman Page versus CM Punk for the World Championship. They're not going to go to the ring until after a Game 7, if there is a Game 7. So it, it leaves it open even for those diehard fans of those teams. If there is a Heat Celtics Game 7, same as 10 years ago, the World wow. Championship match will, I promise, just like Bob Arum did, another <laughs> right. promoter here in Vegas, right. said that Pacquiao versus Bradley is not going to go to the ring. I promise we'll hold it back because we've, we've Planned ahead in case there was a Game 7, not knowing who it would be. It's kind right. of crazy. Right. That's who it is. But uh, it, it might not even happen, but if it does, we're prepared. And we have a contingency. So we Just like UFC and boxing, when that main event gets to the ring, it'll be the perfect time. But we're going to have a great show, great action. And there's big matches on the card already, I think, top to bottom. So much great action. But our, we don't have that same out on pay-per-view that we normally have that same hard out at the same mm. time. So it's interesting because if, for any reason... You know, we do think it makes sense to add more action. We have that ability in starting the buy-in a little bit later, you know, on the East Coast than we've been doing. I think we'll start the wrestling a little bit later, pace ourselves. Okay. And it's a holiday weekend. We're in Vegas. It's going to be a wild night. Fight, you know, just like fight night. I'm excited about that, and I think it works out really well. And, you know, for us, normally you don't have that same sports competition that you always get on this holiday weekend. We have, you know, we haven't had to face – Something like that, and I hope we don't this time. But if we do, I have a great contingency plan. I know you always have a plan, my friend. So on Friday, we'll see where we're at, and I think there's a good chance we could add something to the the main card, possibly. But we'll see, and I think right now we have a great lineup. And, of course, that one really fun match that the fans have been calling for, the team of Hook and Danhausen. But then just a stack lineup top to bottom, the title fights. So stacked. The Owen Hart finals the men's and women final we'll find out what the women's final is we know it's going to be a big rematch of one of our biggest shows whatever it ends up being and in the men's final we know it's a first time dream match with Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole and again big fights world title fight 
Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb, TBS title fight, to have uh, Jade Cargill defending against her toughest opponent yet, Anna Jay, and to have this big three-way World Tag Team Championship match. I think really uh, a trap match could be for the World Tag Team Champions, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, wrestling against two top teams who despise each other, Swerve in his glory, Swerve Strickland, yeah. and Limitless Keith Lee, right. and of course Team Taz, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky Starks, and the world title match the entire planet has been waiting for, the world champion Hangman Page versus CM Punk. We have so much to look forward to, and you know we could add more, but I promise it's going to be a great lineup of wrestling, and we'll pace it out accordingly to what's happening that night, and I think it's going to be a great night. I promise the fans. Let's end it by saying, let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. All right, Double to Nothing is Sunday. That is this coming Sunday, January 29th, from the T-Mobile Arena. You can see it on traditional pay-per-view. You can stream it on Bleacher Report, Fight.TV internationally, and many theaters will also have it available for you that day. So there's no reason that you can't join us. And don't forget, if you're coming to Las Vegas, we've got a fan fest on Saturday as well. Uh, right here at Mandalay Bay. So there's a lot going on. This has been a great week already, Tony. Thank you for letting us be a part of this. And don't forget to listen to our unrestricted podcast for free wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to watch it on YouTube, you just search AEW Unrestricted. Is that right, Aubrey? That is right. And absolutely do not miss a live rampage tomorrow night, Friday, live from the Michelob Ultra Arena in Las Vegas. So much could play out. We'll see it happen all this Sunday at Double or Nothing. It's going to be huge. Thank you for having me on. As always, I love doing these pay-per-view previews, and we've never had more exciting wrestling to look forward to than we do Memorial Day weekend here Sunday at Double or Nothing. Come on, throw your hands up. Let me see you. Unrestricted.